Coming here from Mexico, I noticed this about American culture. So here's a critique for all of America. That's, oh. a, that's a gutsy thing to put yeah. out there. <laughs> so here's my here's my critique that I that I noticed, and it was really a culture shock for me. Was it? It takes a really really long time for deep for people to have a relationship to have like serious life conversations with each other. Yeah. talk about managing relationships yeah yeah I do and I think I realized what I think got me started thinking about this was actually for um, for the high schoolers that I teach and we do more than just teach them we have them for homeroom so we get to really hang out with them and and be around them a lot and I was kind of feeling led and the need to talk with them about relationships and mm -hmm. just the power that they have. And so what I kind of shared with them was like, you guys come in here, uh, come into class, you know, a couple of days a week, you know, every day of the week, you're coming into class and every one of you, I'm sure has come in here, come to class on a day where you're just down in the dumps. You're having a terrible day. It happens, especially if you're a high schooler, it turns out. <laughs> but you just have a rough day and you come in here and one word could set you off. One word could just ruin it for you. Mm. And you could be ticked off. You could be angry. You could be upset. Lots of things. Um, and so I was talking with them about that, um, especially in light of like seasonal depression mm -hmm. is a real thing. Um, Especially with everybody being stuck at home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A lot of people can be on edge more than normal. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I called that out and I, then I just asked them to switch their perspective. And I said, look around the room. There's, you know, 25 of us in here. Statistically, probably one of us is having that day. One of us is having that rough day where the wrong word, you know, one mean thing that you throw out there without thinking about it sets them off and really, you know, has a serious negative effect on their life. And so I was thinking about that and, you know, encouraging them, first of all, not to be negative towards each other and what they say, how they interact with each other. But secondly, I said, if that is the power of a negative word, think about what the power of a positive word could be for mm -hmm. that person even more like if that one jab that you throw at them that one negative comment you throw at somebody could set them off ruin their day cause them to be upset uh all kinds of things what is the power of a positive interaction not just words but facial expressions and just how you manage your relationships um and so i've just been thinking about that a lot and and trying to figure out how to how to use and how to have relationships that glorify God and benefit hmm. others I think yeah um, so I, yeah I'd love to like talk about that and and if nothing else be reminded to to be smart and loving and to think about the things you're saying how you're 
how you're interacting with the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about how you come into contact, let's say, with like a thousand people mm. in a couple, a year yeah. or so. Yeah. And if they are all in contact with a thousand people, that puts you one person away from a million people. Whoa. And so if you think that the things that you do and say don't have an impact, mm. you're wrong. Mm. Because it, it has more of an impact than you could ever understand. Yeah. That's one of the things at camp here, we are always telling the cabin directors that they don't understand the impact they're having mm. on the kids. Yeah. You know, most of the kids that come to our camp come from rough homes or foster care or you know rougher situations and... A lot of times they're not used to adults that love them and care about them genuinely. Mm. And so they come here and they experience that and it changes their lives. Some of them, we have adults all the time come to us that came to camp as a camper that, and tell us this camp changed my life. And, and we, you know, those are just the ones that we hear about. So who knows how many else yeah. like, lives changed that you never even mm-hmm. realize. But it's not just at camp. I mean, that applies to everything. Every mm. person that you interact with, you are going to have an impact on in some way. Yeah. Um, and being having positive interactions instead of negative ones in every way that you can handle it mm-hmm. is just going to... I mean, you're just putting good out into the world constantly, and you yeah. don't know the power behind that. Mm. I mean, it, it's not something we can really understand, but what's that verse that's like, as far as it's up to you live mm-hmm. at peace with it, with everyone. With everyone. Yeah. Let me look that it's, up. it's Paul. I think I want to guess Romans, but I really am not sure. Yeah. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, I think people generally would say that they agree with that, but mm-hmm. not very many people, I feel like, actually live that out. Yeah. The, especially the living at peace with everyone. Yeah. You know, and the whole love your enemies, bless mm-hmm. those who persecute you. You know, yeah. that that's something that's stated all the time mm-hmm. in church and, and everywhere and People, even outside of church, non-Christians will say, you know, you should love people. Yeah. But if they feel like they've been wronged in some way or somebody has a, holds a view, mm-hmm. a different political view that they think is dumb or something, yeah. they'll, I mean, jump to hate so quickly yeah. and just insults mm-hmm. and it's horrible and it doesn't get anywhere and it's like people forget they, think, they don't think that love your enemy actually means love your enemy. <laughs> yeah. But it does. Loving the people who are directly being mean to you yeah. is so powerful. Mm. I, I mean, I've seen it happen where, you know, somebody's just a jerk. They insult, yeah. you know, insult you every time you see them. And that my dad's got a story like that where somebody, it might be in his book, but somebody's insulting him like every time he saw this person they would hurl an insult at him yeah and he got to the point where he just dreaded anytime he knew he was going to come on come into contact with this person and so he decided one day you know what i'm gonna 
compliment them. Every mm. time they insult me, I'm going to compliment them. Mm. And he started doing that. Every time he would see them, they would insult him and he would compliment them. Yeah. And it didn't take long. It took like a week or two before yeah. the insult stopped. Wow. And then this person just started complimenting them back and yeah. giving them a big hug every time they saw him. It, it turned around so quick. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if negative is responded to with another negative it's just going to stay exactly where it's at it's not going to change like if every time you know somebody's just got a negative outlook and a negative you know if they're just being negative to everybody Mm -hmm. around them they're going to get negative back and so they're never going to have a change a Mm -hmm. change of heart a change of mind until somebody does the illogical thing of responding with a positive because it's not our gut reaction when somebody's mean to us we want to fight back you know and so it's easy now when you're sitting in a chair just talking about it to say yeah you should love your enemies but Mm. that's something you have you it it really is true you have to remember that when you're angry because when you're around the people that are mean to you you're going to be it's going to get to you you know and it's going to take so much self-control and Mm self-discipline to be able to you know, not throw that hate right back. Yeah. And it's going to take, I mean, it takes the love of God, really. Yeah. yeah, it really does. And like, don't be afraid to to pray and say, God, I need a change of heart here. Yeah. I don't feel this in my heart. And I would love to love my inner, in my enemy here. But I, it's but I need so hard. your heart. Mm-hmm. I need your love. I can't do it on my own, which is absolutely true. I mean. And pray for the people that, aggravate you Mm. you know that's one thing that your brother scott pointed out to me i remember when he was a cabin director um with me he's talked about i think it was a college professor that he had Mm. that was just a jerk Mm. um and drove him crazy for like months and then he realized he'd never once prayed for this guy yeah and so he like, felt bad about it a little bit, but it, it really like he prayed it for him. Hmm. And if I'm, I don't know, I might be remembering the details wrong, but it changed his view of the guy. Yeah. You know, when you think about someone not as just a jerk who's mean to you for no reason, hmm. but as another human being that your heavenly father loves and yeah. cares about, it really changes your perspective. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of where lots of these things come up you know you see all these really sad videos of you know people yelling at store employees Mm -hmm. you know and i think it a lot of it comes back to they're just not seeing them as a person yeah they're not seeing them as another human being they're seeing them as an inconvenience or convenience they're seeing them as the insult that they threw Mm -hmm. out and so yeah just like taking the moment to uh, useful tool for this is just put yourself in Mm -hmm. their shoes and try to like realize oh that's a whole human being and for me what's really helpful is to like remember the con they have a context in their life like i have no idea what events led up to you know the person sitting across from me or the person you know bagging up my groceries i have no idea what has led up to that moment in their lives Uh, it could be horrible it could be Mm -hmm. great um, and to, you know, have the same grace that I need every day constantly and try to extend that to, to people around as well. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't want to focus entirely on just like this loving your enemy thing, super important, but also um, like you're a good close circle of friends. Everybody's got their group of people that they generally get along with maybe. Um, And that's just something I was thinking about. We had home church the other day and just Mm -hmm. hanging out with a group of friends and what like just recognizing what a good thing friends are and what an amazing thing yeah and it's something that you know i was talking just before we got started about how i don't have enough time Mm. and so finding time to go and hang out with friends is is so tough and like i've got so many friends and and you're just about the only one that i see consistently yeah and you had to marry my sister to make (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) But it's it's tough. I I want to see everybody more, and yeah. and every time I do, I'm so thankful for it. Mm. You know, but it's so easy just to get caught up in your day to day, and not check in. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I have so much trouble calling people on the phone. It's just like I never feel like it's a good time to do it. Yeah. You know, and I have a lot of trouble remembering to respond to text messages because yeah. if I'm doing anything and I get a text message, my initial response is, Oh, well I'll just respond to that when I'm finished with this thing. Oh but yeah. Five <laughs> minutes dangerous. later, I've completely forgotten about the text, you know? <laughs> and something I realized this past week is that I actually, it's easier for me to write a letter to somebody than it is to text them or call them. Mm. Just mentally. I don't know why, but yeah. I sent like three or four letters out huh. in the past week to some of my friends yeah. just because I realized like I want to connect with them, but for some reason I can't find time to call them, yeah. but I can t- find time to sit down and write a letter, yeah. which I, I don't know why. It's that's just, really interesting. But I, you know, I love writing. Yeah. I love writing letters. Yeah. And so maybe that's all it is. I'm not a huge fan of talking on the phone. Oh but, yeah. Um, Me neither. And, well... It's really interesting with me talking on the phone. Almost everybody I do not want to talk to on the phone. And yeah. there's nothing against them. Like, And I think a lot of people feel this way, just uncomfortable talking on the phone. Yeah. And then there's like two people, my sister and one other friend that like I don't mind talking on the phone really? with at all. It's super strange. Hmm. Um, but I get exactly what you're saying about like just trying to find the easiest way, the, the best way to keep in touch with people. It's, yeah. It's kind of hard, but I, th- and I think it's super important mm-hmm. to remind yourself and make yourself invest yeah. in relationships. Absolutely. It's just about priorities. Mm. You know, like I try to work out every single day. Yeah. Well, every single weekday, but if one of my friends were to call me and be like, Hey, you know, there's a you know party I'm in town whatever else yeah can we get together tonight i'd absolutely skip my workout mm-hmm. for that you yeah. know because i mean working out is a higher priority than sitting at home and watching netflix right but keeping my relationships with my friends mm-hmm. going is 10 times as important as making sure i work out you know yeah. and you just have to be able to give up on some things i remember once i was like Standing in my kitchen, drinking a glass of water in my pajamas, getting ready to go to sleep. And I got a phone call and one of my buddies said, hey, do you want to go to a concert? 
I've got extra tickets. Uh, it starts in an hour. Dang. <laughs> I was just like, so I stood there for a second and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, <laughs> you know? And I, I didn't feel like going, yeah. but I knew that it was a unique opportunity yeah. that it didn't cost me anything. It cost yeah. me a few hours of sleep to yeah. go and have a, a experience that I'm going to remember possibly mm. for the rest of my life, you yeah. know? And yeah, just got to be willing to sacrifice some things. You know, that's the thing. People say you don't have time for something. Mm. All that really means is that it's not a priority for you. Yeah. You don't care about it enough because you, everybody's got the same amount of time. And some people manage to do certain things and other people don't. Mm. And it's not because some people have more time. It's because they choose to do those things over others. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you choose to spend your time on things. The worst thing you can do is, is let hours slip by while you're watching TikTok videos without realizing mm. it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, that's such a loss. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, what a, what a great opportunity to focus on something other than yourself. I've talked about this mm-hmm. before, but like one of the major pitfalls of being self-centered and prideful is that you're the main character in your own life lots of times. And so yeah. having a chance to, to put some energy and some focus on something other than yourself, like spending some time investing it on something other than just what you want to immediately do and i think almost all the time like it's rewarding for you as Mm -hmm. well as the person you're spending time with it's almost always going to be beneficial and edifying to you as well uh if not you should figure out if they're actually a friend because that sounds weird yeah (laughs) another thing i'm thinking about is just like how to be you, and with your close friends especially, um, I think it's really easy. And I, yeah, coming here from Mexico, I noticed this about American culture. So here's a critique for all of America. That's, oh. a, that's a gutsy thing to put yeah. out there. <laughs> so here's my, here's my critique that I, that I noticed, and it was really a culture shock for me, was it, it takes a really, really long time for deep for people to have a relationship to have like serious life conversations with each other yeah it's people are super friendly super Mm -hmm. friendly um it's super easy to get to know somebody enough to where you know you have fun conversations and go do stuff with them but i was like waiting around and waiting around for a lot lots of these people that i was getting to know and i was waiting to the point where we talk about our actual lives Mm. talk about like how are we actually doing, you know, real stuff, I felt like. And it it took a long time, if we ever got there, you know, with different friends. And so I think I really recommend getting real with your relationships, the ones that are meaningful and the, like, the relationships, the people in your life that are really, really helpful and, you know, you know your true friends mm-hmm. get real with them it doesn't have to be all this superficial yeah um, cheerful back and forth like it can be serious it can be a give and take saying you know here's where i'm actually at not so great or yeah you know doing great but just being real with it i heard interesting advice um 
and I have no clue where I got this from. Maybe it's Jordan Peterson and it rings a bell with you, but it was like, if the first thing you want to do, if you're new in town and you want to make connections and start to have community there is ask for a favor. Oh yeah. Have you heard that before? That was one of, well, one of Jordan Peterson's rules is ask someone for a favor really so that they can then ask you for yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Turn. So that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> but yeah, like people it turns out in a relationship i don't think people always want just you to be you know perfect and yeah. doing fine on your own people it really means a lot sometimes if you can ask somebody for a favor that they can do for you yeah people like being able to do things for each other yeah you know it feels good when mm. somebody needs you for something yeah and you're able to meet that need and, absolutely and if you've got something that somebody and it'll build your relationship it'll bring you closer yeah way closer than the goofing off and meaningless mm. small talk yeah. you know so yeah i absolutely recommend that ask yeah. somebody for something yeah and then be willing to help them when they ask you for something yeah. as well and you know because if you ask them to do something then you're saying you know not really directly but you're letting them know hey this is where i yeah. think our friendship is at we exactly. can ask each other for things like this mm -hmm. you know yeah, it like opens up the idea, and then they mm -hmm. then they realize, oh, that's somebody who I could also now yeah. ask for a favor, or ask for some help with something, and yeah. I think it strengthens the relationship, and mm -hmm. like, turns out community is a good thing to have. Absolutely, and two people can get way more stuff done than one person, or two people working individually. Yeah, you know, two yeah. people working together, I should say, can get way more done than two people working on their own. So, learning to help each other and ask each other for help it's yeah that's something so beneficial it's incredible what like not even physical like actual favors of like hey could you come help me move some furniture mm -hmm. but having the favor of like talking to somebody and yeah. we've talked about this like first episode why it's important to make a podcast you can get further talking to somebody than you can thinking stuff through in your own head and this is something I realized really well this weekend. I was hanging out with a lot of my family members and just some of the conversations were hugely helpful for like my whole life, kind of like so many things came together and it was super encouraging and helpful and problem solving just with having real conversations. Honestly, just hearing about the problems they were going through and realizing, oh, you know, they're going through some of the same stuff I'm going through. It was so encouraging. You wouldn't think it, but like hearing other people's problems can be really encouraging mm -hmm. to realize you're not the only one or, you know, you, then they can share how they got out of it. And so just being real and, and going a bit deeper with the relationship is really, really super God glorifying and beneficial to me, at least. I don't, think yeah. I'm the only one <laughs> yeah that's something out, out of our relationship that probably why we became such good friends is I was looking you know I was just mentioning I couldn't find anybody it seemed like people were taking so long mm -hmm. to have real conversations yeah and so start I, we started having real mm -hmm. conversations and it was exactly what I needed yeah and it was like there we go there's that's exactly yeah. what I've been looking for and I think it was yeah, really beneficial. 
I think for both of us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You had a huge impact on me when we first got, you know, first met. Yeah. Um, I remember it was, yeah, I, the way I <laughs> was very, you're a very interesting person. I remember that whole <laughs> first summer, I was just, you, cause you were so genuinely like you, like you knew what you were interested in. You like nature and bugs and books and deep conversations and wasn't like anybody else at camp. But I remember thinking, is he actually like this or is he just acting like this? And it took me like a whole year before I was like, no, this is, this is just who he is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't trust you at first. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely remember some of our conversations. I was mm. like, this is interesting. Yeah. The ideas we would discuss. And, and I mean, that's why I wanted to start a podcast, really. Yeah. It turned into this. So. so got us here. You should mention, since we're talking about relationships, you know, you told me once about getting back together with the friends that you grew up with in Mexico and how... And even with Amy, um, after she was out in mm. California for a while, when you guys were engaged, yes. when you came back together, it's like you have to update the relationship. Yes, absolutely. Um, and especially true with family. So, like, allowing people to change, really, in a relationship, especially, especially if it's, you know, friends that you've grown up with, which you all have a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the town where you grew up and so you have so many friends that you've kind of grown up with and they've always been there you know gone to school together and I think lots of people have that kind of friend and if you don't have that kind of friend maybe it's a sibling Um, yeah those are also a relationship that are kind of long term like this and it's it becomes tricky especially maybe through the teenage years and as you become adult all these transitions the relationship can get stuck it felt like sometimes it gets stuck and you're just acting the same way you did, you know, when you were growing up together, but you're not 12 year olds playing in the woods anymore. Mm-hmm. You've grown probably a whole lot. And so it's, it's, you feel almost a little bit awkward sometimes. Have you ever felt like, yeah, coming back to a relationship that you like grew up together and it's almost a little bit awkward to yeah, interact with them to me this past week yeah genuinely because yeah I, a friend of mine that from elementary school um reached out and and he is had had a major life transformation mm-hmm. and and really like rededicated his life to christ and and turned away from a lot of the stuff that he was doing um and so i you know you met him yeah. and we've been talking and and seen him a couple times and it, it's been you know very familiar but yes. very strange exactly. at the same time because it's it. the same person that i grew up with but it we're you know i don't know who he is now mm-hmm. and and it's exciting that yeah. it's like I, we're still figuring it out you know yeah. and it's even that's when it's easy i think is when you haven't seen them in a long time mm-hmm. you get back together and now you are both kind of aware of that you've changed. That's why yeah. it feels a little bit awkward. And so you have to just, really, you just have to spend time together and be authentic. Mm-hmm. And it'll naturally, like, you'll figure out, whoa, he's, you know, they've grown in this way. 
and the relationship grows. Yeah. It's a little bit trickier if you're constantly around them. And this is what Amy and I were talking about is like, we were hanging out, you know, pretty consistently. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes people grow and, you know, it's hard to point, here's the day that I changed. And so you yeah. kind of just keep going with the momentum that you have in the relationship. And so we had to allow ourselves, allow each other to be like, remind ourselves to be authentic, be who you actually are. Maybe our relationship looks different now. We've yeah. Grown. You know, you're not the same person you used to be and you're not going to behave the same way. So don't pretend like you're still the person yeah. that you were a year ago or six months ago or however long it's been. Yeah. And it's, and it feels kind of strange because you have to give up the idea of the person in your head because that's really what it is. You're holding yeah. on to, I'm holding on to, um, our relationship that we had growing up maybe because that's what I know. Mm -hmm. That's what we know as interacting together and you have to give up part of that because it's changed. And so that's the uncomfortable part a little bit is give up the idea of who this person is and learn who they actually are now, you know? And so that's what, you know, with my siblings, a lot of them are, you know, adults and have their own lives and I don't see them all that often. And yeah. so it feels like almost every time <clears throat> I see them again, it's like little updates to the relationship, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's a pretty relevant analogy with today. You know, if your app is out of date, you got to update it. And then it's like, whoa, it improved. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you do that with your relationships and try to, you know, keep them up to date, keep them up to date, figure yeah. out what's actually going on in that person's life mm -hmm. now. And what does the relationship look like? And it's a, it's pretty much the same thing. Just having the investment, being proactive in your relationships, I think is really valuable. Um, and I think that's how, the most meaningful the most meaningful relationships are formed is mm -hmm. if people are investing in them consistently and constantly. Uh, I think that's probably one of the most God glorifying things we can do as humans is the relationships that we have. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Jesus said is the second most important commandment. The first is yeah. love God. The yeah. second one's love your neighbor, mm. love people, you yeah. know, and so absolutely, it's worth it's worth the effort to mm. go out and, and have meaningful relationships yeah. with people. And it's not like some great burden you have to bear. It's ingrained in our in our identity. It feels good. It's satisfying mm -hmm. and and uh, it's you know meaningful to have good relationships with people. You know. If you've ever had an amazing, you know, friendship, you know what it feels like. It's a, yeah. it's like one of the best things in the world. And so it's, I love that it's, you know, built into who we are as humans is we need that relationship. And when it's good, it's glorifying God and we're benefiting from it. And it's just, you can sense it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, if that's it, that's it. I think that's it. Well, cool. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you did, you want to help us out, just share it on social media. Tell somebody about it. Um, that'd be awesome. I've also got a website, mwcollins.org, which you can go to if you want to see more of the things that I make. And also a new short story by Walter Somerville Ooh. that I just posted this morning. Yeah. 
So if you want to check out some of Walter's writing, go there. Um, please leave a review. You can follow us on Twitter if you want. Um, and if you got anything to add, any ideas or comments or critiques about the show, send us an email. That will be in the description. So thanks for listening, guys. Is that you? It's Is our special you? guest today. Yeah. The ghost <laughs> in your office. <laughs> How cool of a guest would that be? <laughs> Pretty dang cool. A ghost. <laughs> that get the numbers up. <laughs> yeah. Either that or they drop significantly. <laughs> You're like, okay, they've gone. They've lost it. <laughs>